After eight years, there is a changing of the leadership at the State Liquor Authority, with embattled Chairman Vince Bradley out and Commissioner Lily Fan elevated to the top job. To understand the ramifications of the change, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Scott Wexler, a longtime fixture in Albany, who's interacted with state alcohol regulators for decades, including in his role as executive director of the 2,500-member Empire State Restaurant and Tavern Association. Thanks for joining us in the studio, Scott. Thanks, David. So for starters, for the uninitiated, can you explain the different powers and authority that the state liquor authority has and can exercise? Under the U.S. Constitution, the vast majority of the responsibility for regulating the sale and consumption of alcoholic beverages falls to the states. In order for alcohol to be sold, consumed lawfully, it comes under the state liquor authority's jurisdiction. So that includes licensing, everything from the local convenience store or grocery store, local liquor store, bars, restaurants, and taverns, all the way up to the large producers and everything in between, including the wholesalers and distributors in the industry. And even if local groups want to get temporary permits, sometimes a church or a local not-for-profit organization will get a temporary permit maybe to sell beer or wine at, a, at, at an event. Even that requires interaction with the state liquor authority. So it touches an awful lot of us in New York State in our day-to-day lives. And do they have policing powers as well? Well, they have administrative authority over their licensees like all other state regulators. So, for example, one of the most common violations folks are familiar with would be a sale to underage. Okay. There's a criminal penalty for sale to underage, but that would be handled by the local police. An administrative penalty for underage, which is how the vast majority of those cases are handled, that would be handled by the liquor authority who could impose a a fine, including a monetary fine. They can impose a suspension or they could even revoke someone's liquor license. Well, let's turn to the personnel shakeup at the State Liquor Authority. And we recently learned that Vince Bradley, who served as chair of the SLA for eight years, is out. He was a pretty divisive figure with uh, State Senator James Scoofus, a major critic of the agency under Bradley's watch, arguing on this show that uh, the authority was constantly guilty of dereliction of their regulatory duties uh, while he was at the helm. But you seem to have a bit of a different take on Bradley and his legacy, at least based on some comments that I read in the Times Union recently. What do you think of his leadership and how he should be remembered? The best way to explain the feelings of the folks that I represent as it uh, concerns Chairman Bradley is to share with you the reaction from the leadership of the State Tavern Association when I informed them. We actually had our annual board meeting Monday of this week. At the meeting, to a person, they were disappointed to hear of Chairman Bradley's departure. They liked him personally. They thought that he cared about them, about their issues, their concerns, and that he was responsive uh, to their needs. And, and, and I suppose in this world, uh, oftentimes, our feelings about people, whether personally or professionally, can be based on how they respond to us and and our needs. But the members of the Tavern Association felt that Chairman Bradley understood their concerns and was responsive to them. How he responded to the issues with delaying licenses. There's no doubt right now that the Liquor Authority has severe delays in processing licenses. It's not the worst I've seen in my nearly 40 years working with the association, but it's completely unacceptable. But we remember eight years ago when Chairman Bradley came into office and how he put in place some changes that vastly reduced the 
delays. We got licensing down. Uh, temporary permits were being issued within uh, two to three weeks, and licenses, except the most complicated ones, were getting done within a few months, longer perhaps than you'd like, but much more promptly. The association's feelings are that the challenges with the Liquor Authority are not about the personnel. They're not about the leadership. They're not about the senior staff. They're not about the line staff. It's about some of the rules, regulations, budgetary constraints. So we share many of the concerns that Senator Skoufis and other elected officials have made. We don't see the personalities in charge as being responsible for those problems. So do you think that the criticisms that people have about either Vince Bradley or the Liquor Authority under his watch are unfair or that other players in the alcohol industry might have had a different experience than, say, your clients? Probably both. For example, the criticisms in regard to licensing, they don't reflect the changes that I've talked about. They don't affect the changes that are in place right now. The the chairman and his senior leadership team last year were successful in convincing the governor and division of budget to increase the Liquor Authority's uh, staffing allocation. Another $2 million, I think, $2 million so they can hire a substantial number of new licensing examiners. A process that's still ongoing. A process that's still ongoing. As I understand it, they hired up quite a few, and then they lost some. One of the challenges that a small agency like the SLA has, at least I've experienced working with them over the years, is that it's not a very large agency, not a lot of opportunity for growth. So they bring staff on, they become trained, they become experienced, and then if they have any kind of desire to grow professionally or personally, they often seek positions in other agencies. The SLA is not the only state agency that I've worked with that that experiences that. Another problem that we have to really deal with is that there is a significant challenge in completing liquor license applications. Most applications, as I understand it, that are submitted to the SLA have some kind of deficiency. I don't think that's necessarily the fault of the applicants. In my experience working with tavern owners over the years, it's because the law is so complicated. There was some discussion of the SLA application at the uh, Senate Finance Committee meeting when Commissioner Fan's nomination for chair was being considered recently. One of the things that Chairman Bradley and his staff did a few years ago was they cleaned the application. They went through it to see what they could eliminate or improve the language. And the only things that are in the application now are questions that they believe they need in order to meet the statutory requirements. I mean, one of the untold stories here, one of the things that I've been trying to do over the years is make some changes in the statutory requirements for licenses so that it won't be as burdensome, won't be as confusing, and by the same token, won't diminish public safety or or, or public involvement in the licensing process. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Scott Wexler, the executive director of the 2,500-member Empire State Restaurant and Tavern Association, about the leadership changes at the State Liquor Authority. And you mentioned uh, Lily Fan, who was a commissioner on the State Liquor Authority for, I believe, five years now and is being elevated to the role of chairwoman. What, if anything, have you gleaned about her and her approach to this job, either from her time on the SLA or from her confirmation hearing? Commissioner Fan has really demonstrated in her time as a sitting member of the State Liquor Authority, their Board of Commissioners, 
her dedication to the job. You know, it's a part-time per diem paid job, which requires uh, probably a day, day and a half that I understand is unpaid of preparation in advance of an extremely difficult long day of board meetings. So to do that, that demonstrates her commitment to public service and to the work. In her role as a commissioner, it's been strictly, for the most part, limited to acting on licensed applicants who come before her or enforcement matters. And uh, the observation I have from watching her in that role is that she asks good questions, she's well prepared, she's reasonable. I don't always agree, you know, with the decisions that she makes, but like Chairman Bradley and former Commissioner Ford, who retired late last year, Commissioner Fan, soon to be a Chairwoman Fan, has really filled her role well, and I expect that, that, that she'll step up into the chair's role very well. You know, I think we are fortunate to have a sitting commissioner being elevated to the role of chair, so it's not someone who comes in without any experience. Don't have to learn on the job so much. Right. Well, well while she's not been involved in the day-to-day operation of the agency, the end product of that is what comes before her. So she knows the staff. She knows how hardworking they are. But you'll, she'll also be able to bring in uh, new thoughts, having sat just to the side kind of watching. And I'm sure that that, that fresh approach will, will make good conversation with, with the leadership team. The State Liquor Authority has three commissioner s- seats, essentially, but only two are going to be filled for the foreseeable future. Is that a problem? Do they need all three seats to be filled to operate in a comprehensive and cohesive manner? Well, the law says there are to be three commissioners, so... Candidly, since the state expects the tavern owners I represent to follow the law, we would certainly think it would be good for the state to follow the law. We're disappointed there isn't a nominee for a third commissioner at this time. Having three commissioners, if the structure is going to be a multi-person board with three people on it, then the benefit of that is diversity, an exchange of of ideas and geographical balance. While... Commissioner Fan and soon to be Commissioner DeLeon, the, the, the new nominee, both seem to be very capable commissioners who will add a lot to the work. And Commissioner Leone has a very interesting background that I think will also add some perspective to their work. They're both from New York City. Less than half of the licensees in New York State are from New York City. And operating in Manhattan is different than operating in one of the outer boroughs. So we do think for those reasons it would be helpful. There's also the concern about in a two-person board, if they split their votes and what happens, or if one of the members is unable to vote, uh, if they have to recuse themselves for some matter. I'm not worried about scheduling. It's a very small group. I'm confident they'll be able to figure out the scheduling so they can have two members at every meeting. But I do worry about should the commissioners have a disagreement, what that means to the community, both if it's an enforcement matter or what, and what it matters to the applicant if it's, a, if it's a licensing matter or if there's a recusal. But the legislature will not be confirming a third commissioner during uh, this session. So I guess that's something we'll have to look forward to in the future. Well, finally, when you think about the future and the best way to operate the State Liquor Authority, would it make sense to pay commissioners a full salary, treat these jobs like, say, members of the parole board? Or do you think the per diem structure does attract the best candidates and does lead to the best results of the board? So I think you're asking 
a question about a problem that doesn't exist. And you mentioned earlier my many decades of working in this space. We had that system before. We've changed it. And we've had many of the problems that we're talking about, that we care about, existed under that system. See my earlier comments about it's not the personality. The challenge here is that most of the parameters of getting a liquor license are set by statute by the legislature. And over the last 20 years, there have been three, I believe, ABC commission reforms, whether they were acts of the legislature, internal acts of the SLA or, 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 or this most recent commission, and all of them have produced common sense changes that are, in my view, not controversial, uh, including some that were in this most recent report that the governor put in her budget that are introduced in legislative form right now by uh, the chairs of both committees of jurisdiction, and they would help this problem tremendously. We've lost that opportunity. So what we're going to be trying to do with Commissioner Fan as, as chair, with the governor's office and with the legislature between now and next January is try to get them to understand that we need to have that conversation. We need to have the conversation about making retail permits easier to get, eliminating the 30-day waiting period for submitting an application after you send your local notice, which automatically leads to a 30-day delay in, in, in getting a license. There are things that can be done that will improve the economy, make it easier for small business, and not, not create problems for um, local community. The state senate has engaged in that. The assembly has done so to a lesser extent. Uh, so we'll hope that they will, uh, they will come to the table, and perhaps next year we can see some of these changes that would actually uh, help improve licensing, help improve enforcement, and make legislators and the public happier with the State Liquor Authority. Well, we've been speaking with Scott Wexler. He is a longtime fixture at the Capitol and the executive director of the Empire State Restaurant and Tavern Association. Scott, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.